Welcome to the Radiant Weddings Podcast. On today's episode... This is why you're the wedding planner and I just take pictures of stuff. I would love to hear you do wedding planning with a bride and be like... I really think that you should go for the chevron option. Just be like, what the heck? The goat meat? Welcome back everyone to the Radiant Weddings Podcast. I'm Joe. And I'm Rhea. And today is special because... It's our 10th episode. We've been doing this for 10 years. Not quite 10 years. It's It feels about that long because of quarantine. <laughs> 10 episodes. Do we have some way to celebrate? I wish we did, but we drank all the champagne. So I guess it's just... Nothing. No, no, we don't. It's just the 10th episode and... Yay. Well, I'd like I'd like to thank <laughs> Yay, all that was our I, I'd like to thank all of the people that have made this possible. I think like to thank all of the little people. I'd like to thank our agents and the producers, the audio editors. You would like to thank yourself? Yes, I'd like to thank myself. Thank you, Joe, for producing the Radiant Weddings podcast, for working with the on-air personality. Well, you're welcome. I'm welcome. <laughs> I thank myself for all of my hard work. I'd like yes, to thank my back yes. for supporting me <laughs> and my arms for always being at my side. This is so touching. <laughs> I think we need to move on. <laughs> it really is episode 10, though. Yeah. We're pretty happy about that. It's been a while since we recorded the last podcast. Turns out it's really difficult to record with a baby. Yeah, diaper changes are frequent. Yes, but we can we give little, uh, a little updates? Because we had yeah. some cool things happen yeah, since we last ahead. recorded. What was your favorite thing that happened recently? Well, uh, business-wise, my my favorite cool thing that happened to us was we were on TV. Mm -hmm. We got interviewed by local news station, WETM. Right. So I was contacted uh, for an interview with them uh, to talk about the situations that couples and vendors are experiencing you know, with current events. Due to COVID-19, the struggles for the wedding industry. And I invited you as my guest... Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> which uh, resulted. It's how demeaning that you point that out. <laughs> yes, I, I invited you to join me on my interview with the local news station. Right. Well, you got compensated for that. Overcompensated. What? How did I get compensated? Oh, the quote. Yeah, the quote. Oh yes, I was quoted in the news article as Joe High, Joe High, photographer and co-owner of Radiant Events. A title that he does not hold. But well, well, I mean, come on. I, chief I'm critic. kind of... Chief critic. <laughs> I'm kind of like, you know, I co-own this microphone. Uh-huh. So... You think that you're co-owner because marriage. Marriage kind is... Do marriage not does share... kind of do that. I mean, I did vow... That all that I own is yours. Yeah. Do we not share everything? Yeah, we share everything. So, so Joe High, co-owner of Radiant Events. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> what was your favorite thing that happened? Uh, well, I, I really did like that interview, but also um, right after that, we went camping and we took Jade. Yeah. Uh, who, it turns out, is a total outdoors girl. She's four months old. I've never seen her have a better day than when we were sleeping in a tent. (laughs) Truly a happy camper. She was a pro at sleeping outside. She took better naps out there. Yeah. It was awesome. She never cried and she loved just sitting around the fire. I thought when we go home, we should just start having her sleep in the yard. 
Yeah, yeah. I I think uh, some people might be a little concerned about that. You know, our like child who? just neighbors. You know. Oh well, heaven forbid we offend the neighbors. So for that reason, we we probably shouldn't have the baby sleeping in the yard in a tent. Yeah, we won't let her be happy. We'll just, just for that reason, though. <laughs> yeah, we don't want baby would be happy, but we'd offend the neighbors. Right. And you know, the baby would be sleeping in the yard, but you know, that's. She can take it. She's tough as nails. Don't worry. We'll keep her in her crib. <laughs> Please don't call CPA on us right now. Or CPS. C- CPS. CPA does your taxes. Oh. <laughs> don't call CPA on our parenting. <laughs> Anyways, that didn't make any sense. So, uh, but yeah, it's been, it's been good. That, that was a nice camping trip. Mm-hmm. Got to relax. It's really refreshing. Cause yeah. Got some, some perspective. Space. It was really great to be away from the pandemic environment, if you mm-hmm. will. You know, there were no masks because we were out, outside. We were right by that beautiful waterfall. Mm-hmm. So, we had this nice little white noise all night and it, it was, was just pretty. It was gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, the squirrels were just doing their normal thing and... No squirrels were wearing masks. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was so really refreshing. Great. Yeah. They so. were all sick as dogs, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. <laughs> really right. though, we, we, the camping, got the interview. We've had, we've had, we've had some, some better times recently considering. Yeah. Do you want but, to talk about the scotch that you got yesterday? Oh, I can talk about the scotch? Just, just, yeah. I think you should mention Briefly. It. It's, it's very meaningful to you. Briefly. Lafroig 10. It's amazing. Aged scotch, smoky, Isla scotch, smoked with peat moss, aged for 10 years. You get a bottle and they give you a square foot plot of land on the island. Like you can actually own a square foot plot of land on the island just for buying the bottle of scotch. So we're basically Scottish now. Can we do that? Like, can we say we're Scottish because we own that much? A square foot of land in Scotland. That should be the new tagline for Lefroig Scotch. <laughs> become a Scot. Become a true Scotsman. I can't do I a Scottish accent. I don't think that's a good accent. No yes. passport required. All you need is a bottle of Scotch. Yeah. So anyhow, that was that was another highlight. Uh, we became Scottish from yesterday. Yeah. I feel like we're rambling right now. We though. are. <laughs> we are rambling. Um, but just wanted to give you a few updates. But, uh, Joe, I, I didn't just bring you on the podcast today. Bring to... me on the podcast. <laughs> I just want to reemphasize, you know, how things work around here um, with this podcast. Welcome to Radiant Events with co-owner Rhea. Hi. And... <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I didn't bring you on here just to talk about scotch. That's a shame. I did bring you on here, though, to talk about... Um, you know, kind of talking about how it is to plan a wedding as a couple and how to plan together um, and uh, prioritize your relationship over the details. The reason we're bringing this up is because it's it's top of mind right now. Mm -hmm. While wedding planning is normally something that can be very stressful, it does not have to be, but it often is. It's a big deal. A lot Mm -hmm. of decisions that you have to make as a couple, and it's kind of your first trial by fire as a couple. So, it's already something that can be kind of stressful, but it's top of mind right now because let's be honest, a global pandemic definitely adds to the stress level. Right. It just amps things up. Yeah. So, but we we really... uh, 
I'm honestly kind of tired of talking about COVID-19. Yeah, so this is relevant whenever you're planning your wedding. Right. This isn't something that's only relevant when there's a global pandemic. So yeah. the idea here being that we see a lot of couples, when they're, when they're planning their wedding, they forget to grow as a couple mm -hmm. to get to know each other better. Practically, they don't date. Mm -hmm. Like every date is, is wedding Details plan. and like contacting vendors and choosing colors and, and things like that instead of like, how are you doing? You know, like how's work going? How did you feel about XYZ situation? Mm -hmm. um, instead just of just going out and doing something yeah, fun. Just doing something fun. Exploring like, a new place. Yeah. Going to a new restaurant or trying a new activity, mm -hmm. just, you know, keep dating. If you were dating somebody, would you take them to your place of work for every single date? No, of course not. No, that would really suck. It would, yeah. Although we did that a lot because we're self-employed, but that's and beside the point. We work in weddings, so <laughs> it's romantic, right? Yeah, a lot of our dates were actually going to weddings that we were working at. That is not beside the point. So if you're not us, continue <laughs> to date while you're planning the wedding. And because essentially wedding planning is very much like a job. Mm -hmm. So that's why I did the comparison of don't take your date constantly to your place of work. Right. You've got to remember to date, which honestly is there's a lot of things that you will learn in the process of your wedding planning and your engagement that are going to be things that you're going to continue to do while you're married. Like After, continuing yeah. to date, despite the fact that you don't, you know. You've got each other now? Yeah, like you, you don't really need to date anymore to like, you don't need to convince someone to marry you. Yeah, but your relationship should grow until the day that you die. So to grow relationship, you have to put effort in. And um, so that's why dating is important. Even when there's big and frequent decisions to make, mm -hmm. like during wedding planning. So that's the first thing we'd like to say. Don't forget to date while you're mm -hmm. wedding planning. And also, as you're planning the wedding, as you're going through those decisions, it's important to do it together. I think one of the saddest things that I hear is when one party, one of the uh, partners in the couple says, oh, well, this is their day, you know, like... This is really for them, so I'm I'm kind of along for the ride, but I... Whatever you want. Yeah, whatever you want, honey. Um, that's really disappointing for me to hear because it's both of your day. To clarify, you don't mean... Like, th there's there's definitely points where I think it's appropriate to say, like, you let, let's do this I'm because you want to. I'm you. Yeah, yeah, like, I want you to have your way in this area. I think what you're talking about is when one person puts no effort forth and, and mm -hmm. shows that they don't really care about the event. Mm -hmm. um, they're just along for the ride and they're, yeah. you know, regardless of how unconfrontational you are about that, your partner will feel less supported. Yeah. Even if you truly are, and let's be honest, this most often happens that the, the groom is usually less into the wedding than the bride. Okay. I wasn't pigeonholing anyone, but well, now that you've I, called it that's, out. It's not limited to that, but let's be honest, it, it frequently is. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, guys, if you, if you honestly are in a position where you're like, I'm just happy to let my bride plan the day that she wants, I will be happiest if she's happiest. Mm -hmm. That's legitimate. That's fine. And, mm -hmm. and that's, that's a great place to be in. But don't use that as an excuse to not be involved. Right. 
I think it's really cool when in a marriage or in an engagement, when one partner is more excited about something and the other partner chooses to put forth effort and excitement about it just because they love seeing their loved one excited. Right. So here's an odd example uh, that's in our case, not wedding planning, but I really felt loved by you and I, I knew that you wanted to be involved in my life. When you watched Avatar The Last Airbender with me, <laughs> which if you're listening and you haven't watched that show, it's a great show. It's really great. It's yeah. a great show. It's a cartoon, Nickelodeon, very fantasy sort of stuff, kind of a little bit geeky, but... It's pretty cute. It's nice. And yeah. I just felt so touched that you would take the time to try to get into it and then actually found that you did like it. Um, right. In much the same way, I don't, you know particularly like coffee, but I love going to coffee shops with you mm-hmm. or going, I like smelling the coffee beans. Yeah. You know, if he's in a coffee shop where they have a lot of bulk coffee beans, mm-hmm. you can see him like sniffing every flavor there. Yeah. That's my way of being involved in something that you're really into. Mm-hmm. Now I would, I would say that with a wedding, Really try to find something, some aspect about it that you can get into. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe maybe you don't really care about the flowers or the photos aren't really a big deal to you. But <laughs> <laughs> it was a, that was a... a Sensor moment? A, aggressive little... <laughs> I was going to say passive aggressive, but that should was... I, should I censor that or should I say it without that? Maybe you should bleep it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um... My point is, if you don't have a particular passion for one aspect of the Mm -hmm. wedding, maybe there is something that you do. Maybe you don't like the flowers or or whatnot, but you do really uh, think that the music is important Mm -hmm. to you. So you say like, oh, I would love to play this song. I'd love to play this song. Or I really want a band instead of a DJ. Like I I really want to influence a decision here. You know, this is, I want to find something that's important to me. Right. So, and that's not being selfish. That's, mm-hmm. that's being involved. Mm-hmm. And, and your, your groom or your bride wants to see you involved. And as a couple, like you're going to enjoy this more and your relationship is going to grow more if you both are involved in the wedding planning. You don't have to be, you know, as on board, like, wow, I'm, I'm crazy excited about this. It could be like, well, I'm really looking forward to the cake or something. Right. You Even might not it's... be all about the particular kind of lace on the wedding dress or, you know, like, oh, honey, make sure you get sequins on there. Or chevrons. Wait, what's the word? I think chevron. Chevron? Not... I'm not sure. What is that silky stuff? Chevrons. Chiffon. Chiffon. It's the same. <laughs> Sorry. If, <laughs> Chevron Chiff- is like the pattern where there's like... Um, oh, it's the like, little, like a little carrot, like an angle. No, yeah. Chevron is a car. A Chevron Chevrolet. is actually goat meat. Oh. You, you're a little so off, off base. But chiffon is both a fabric and a type of cake. So it's very relevant to the wedding industry. <laughs> This is why you're the wedding planner and I just take pictures of stuff. I would love to hear you do wedding planning with a bride and be like... I really think that you should go for the chevron option. Just be like, what the heck? The goat meat? Yeah, yeah, I want goat meat. Um, What were we saying? Yeah, so anyway, like you don't have to fake excitement over a certain detail, but you can be truly excited about seeing your spouse to be excited. Right, and there's a big difference between 
being the guy who says, honey, do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. And honey, do whatever you want. Right. You know, like if you were really into the cake, here's a, here's a good example. If, if your spouse to be is very much into the cake and you're like, well, I, I don't really care what kind of cake we have. Go to the cake tasting anyways. Mm -hmm. You know, ask them, ask them what they like about the flavors. Um, ask what kind of decorations they'd like to see on the cake. Ask what they're envisioning. You know, talk to them about it. Be involved. If mm -hmm. you're not gluten intolerant, then taste the cake yourself. You know, if you're not like me. I'm thinking of an example from our wedding talking about cake. Uh, because you have many special needs in the dietary. Don't, don't make me up to be like some wuss who can't handle squat. <laughs> I have some dietary restrictions. One of them is not eating cake. Okay. Gluten. Okay. Gluten. <laughs> this, okay. Well, cake is in there. Just, I'm not sensitive about it. I'm not, stop He's, making it out to Joe, be a big deal. Joe is extremely sensitive about this. I'm not sensitive about it. Stop. Just as, don't talk to me about it. As the loving wife to be that I was, um, I, that you were. That I, she no longer is. <laughs> well, I'm not to be it's anymore. Been, I it's am been the a year. Wife. You're no longer the loving life, wife you were. I am the loving wife current. Um, <laughs> anyway, so I decided to make a cake uh, myself. Or actually, I had my sister-in-law make it. But I was uh, making the experimental cake myself. Because not only is gluten an issue for Joe, but also sugar and dairy. So, so cakes were totally out. <laughs> it pretty much makes life hard in the cake world. So I made this cake that fit all of those categories and um, was just experimenting with the recipe. And you helped by spreading the cashew frosting on, which by the way, that cake was really good. Yeah, we, we, uh, we said we would make that again for our our anniversary, which, yeah, which, which passed because it started the day that uh, quarantine started. Right. So we, still we, do that, we still, that's how we should celebrate our 10th episode <gasps> so with our wedding cake. Oh, I wish we could like have a taste for our listeners. Taste in the description. Just look down that's, there, look down there and you'll just, you'll just, just see. imagine mm. us enjoying this wonderful cake. Um, <laughs> You do have to bring those mouth noises on here. <laughs> anyway, I think we've gotten down a cake trail now again. All right. Point being, take interest in what your spouse is interested mm -hmm. in the wedding and all other aspects, but we're talking specifically of just wedding planning right now because yeah. it will help. You will enjoy the day more. They will enjoy the day more. You will grow closer together. Don't be <laughs> passive about the wedding planning. That little noise that you're hearing is baby Jade who... Um, is just, dreaming. <laughs> she's, she's dreaming. She's dreaming. She insists on being part of every podcast. We try to record without her and she always wakes up and... It's because she hasn't been named co-owner of Radiant Events yet. Do you think if she would, she would like stay asleep and wait for us to... She'd probably be more involved actually. Well, she'd have to be like assistant co-owner. Assistant you know, to the manager. Junior junior assistant manager or something yeah. of Radiant Events. Yeah. Anyway, uh, there's also another aspect of, of planning a wedding together um, that really has nothing to do with whether one partner is more excited than the other or not. But um, one thing that I, I tell my couples to do to get their planning off on the right foot is to communicate before they start actually planning is to say, well, you know, I always wanted this song for my first dance. What do you think of that? And just communicating some of those particular um, dreams that they may have always had or priorities that they might have, like, I want a religious ceremony or 
I would like to honor my parents in this particular way. Um, just to get that communicated so that when they start planning, they kind of know where they're coming from. You know, there's like, why, why are you insisting that we have that song? Well, because, you know, it was played at my grandparents' wedding or something, you know, like mm-hmm. there's, there's a significance to it. And you talk about why, why that's significant to you. Communication. Communication is key. Mm-hmm. These are very particular points, but Mm -hmm. the overarching goal, like in, like everything else that we're trying to do with this podcast and the website and trying to share of wedding planning objectives and styles and tools is to, to, to properly celebrate the marriage. Right. And, And this is one way to make sure that you are invested in the celebration. That you're both invested. Um, I would say that the weddings that I do where both uh, parties are very involved and they're both excited and they're both like contributing, those are my best weddings. Like they really create a great day because, you know, the families get excited about, you know, their, the, the day. Well, a lot of times the bride and the groom set the tone for the mm-hmm. day and so you you want to be excited. Like if you want to if you want the wedding day to have a feel of joy and excitement then be joy do things that'll make you feel joyful and excited. Mm-hmm. If you want it to be if you want the guests to experience a very relaxed environment then make it relaxed for you. Right. What would you, relax yeah. you? Because everyone's going to be feeding off of you, you know. Emotions are very contagious. Yeah. Yeah, they are. And if you're not excited and if you're not invested, if you're bored with what you're planning, your guests are going to be bored. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you got the best entertainment. Which goes yeah. back to why we're so emphatic about making the wedding that you want. Yeah. Because if you are making a wedding that somebody else wants and it, there's plenty of roles that try to do this. We're not going to be naming anyone specific moms, but (laughs) if you're doing a wedding that somebody else wants and you obviously aren't enjoying it, you're, you're bored or you're frustrated or uncomfortable. It shows and it spreads. Yeah. So not just like, uh, you know, dealing with other people trying to influence your plans, but also like don't just plan a wedding that follows the trends for that year. Um, just because it's in doesn't mean that you need to include it. If it's not something that you're excited about, don't feel obligated to include that aspect in your wedding day. All right. I have a question because uh, I just thought of this because there ha- there were times in our wedding planning where you properly communicated and said, I would love to do this thing, this mm-hmm. particular well, I'm thinking of the light bulb thing or the glass. Oh, you you right. wanted so here's this here's a scenario. Rhea wanted to do uh, there's probably a word for this portion of the ceremony. I don't know what it is, but the portion of a uh, traditionally a the Jewish unity. a Jewish unity ceremony in the uh, wedding ceremony is that they'll take a glass and they'll put it in a cloth and they'll break the glass. They'll step on it. The smashing of the glass. Smashing of the glass. And I think it's typically like a wine glass that they just drink out of each of them or something. Right. So from what I understand, and and I'm not Jewish, but from what I understand, the significance is um, that it it comes from the days of betrothals 
where the husband-to-be would propose by offering his fiancée a drink of wine. And if she drank from the cup, that meant she was accepting the proposal, and if she didn't, then she was declining. And so, um, and so if, uh, after she drank from the cup, then he would drink from the cup and then they would smash the glass. And that meant that this was now a union that no one else could partake of. So this is a a thing that's still done in modern weddings, uh, usually Jewish weddings. And Rhea thought it would be cool to have it in our ceremony. And although I have nothing against the ceremony itself, I thought it odd for us to do it because it's very much a Jewish thing and neither of us are Jewish. So I was like, why would we do that? Um, So my question to you is, what can couples do? Because this will happen where somebody really wants something in the wedding and the other person really doesn't or really Mm -hmm. doesn't understand it. So when that conflict happens, what what should be done? Because I don't think we handled it very well, actually. I think that was before we were... I don't think we handled it very well. I was just like, that's such a weird idea. Let's not do it. Let's not do that. So I guess I didn't handle it very well. <laughs> so don't so, do that. Right. So I think that um, you really need to communicate through it and don't don't make a plan either way until you have satisfactory, like you know that you guys are good with each other on that issue and you've come to an agreement. I would also say... Yeah, communication, obviously. But I would also make a point in that like in that conversation, right in the moment, precedented by saying, first of all, before we discuss this, before we argue this, I want you to know that I love you and I can't wait to marry you. And it's mm-hmm. gonna be awesome no matter what we decide. And by the way, conflict is healthy. Yeah. So don't don't shy don't, away don't from shy it. away from the conflict. And we did compromise, so we didn't do it. No, but we did do communion. Yeah. Which is more relevant to our culture. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, But my, my point isn't like that's how to resolve that specific instance. My, my point is that when a conflict does arise, arrive? Arise. Make sure to first look each other in the eye and say, I love you and I can't wait to marry you no mm-hmm. matter how it happens. And then proceed to say, now, my opinion about this particular thing is that I would like to do it or I wouldn't like to do it and here's why. But never, ever, ever get it to a point where you're like, that's a crazy idea. It will ruin the day. Okay. (laughs) If there's something that like, the only thing that should ruin your wedding day is if one of you doesn't show up. Right. That's pretty bad. (laughs) That would be bad. So all else is secondary. Mm Mm-hmm. So keep that as the focus and any conflicts that can arise revolve around that. And, and so neither of you will feel threatened if you, if you say like, hey, there's this thing that I disagree with you about. I want you to know I can't wait to marry you. This is just a particular aspect of our ceremony that I, I would like to change. Mm-hmm. But that it, it's never because people go crazy sometimes. It's a stressful yeah. situation and people are like, I think my whole marriage is going to go crazy because he wants forget-me-nots in my bouquet and I don't want to be forgotten not or not or whatever but <laughs> okay yeah, I've never had I, that happen <laughs> yes uh so it's planning just but a like wedding that's is, not a threat to your marriage right. that's just a disagreement on flower choice you know but planning your wedding is very emotional and if you're an emotional type of person which I 
I, I'm pretty if, balanced. If you're, getting, if you're getting married, you will become an emotional you person. You will be emotional at some <laughs> at point some or point. another. But um, it's very helpful to realize, like, if you're feeling yourself get very attached to something and your partner is like, no, I really don't want that, that can cause some really serious conflict. Um, if but you if you don't focus on what's important, right? I'm that my point is that it doesn't need to be a conflict that has such dire consequences, like you know grudges and hurt feelings yeah. for years. It just like no, no, no. This is the reason that this upsets me is not because not anything to do with my intentions towards you or how much I'm going to enjoy my life with you. Remember, this is a celebration of your marriage. Now, I'm I'm disagreeing with you a little bit because you keep saying like that can be causing a serious issue. Well, I'm it like, can be. I think you're... But I it th- doesn't need to. No, but I think you're you're blazing over something that's important. I'm... Well, all right. Try to reiterate it because I'm not following it. Okay. So, it can cause a serious issue, but... One thing to to help you understand each other uh, is to remember that these things can be very emotional decisions. And so be aware of and sensitive of each other's emotions in this. Like this could be something that you've dreamed of doing since you were five years old and all of a sudden it's, you know. Okay, hold on. I, I think I've got to interrupt you here. It's not often that we disagree on the podcast, but I need to understand better like I guess I'm I'm speaking for the guys who are engaged right now. Okay. Your bride suggests something. You really don't want to do it. She really wants to do it and she's emotionally invested in that that aspect or particular part of the ceremony or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you really don't. It would make you really uncomfortable or you really are against it or something. Now, I'm saying that the preceding conversation doesn't need to be very emotional, but you're saying that it will be emotional, right? It very likely will be, yes. Okay. So, all right, I think that might just be a difference in mentality here because I would approach it and be like, this doesn't need to be emotional, so here's that and the other mm-hmm. thing. But that would insult you because to you it is very emotional. It's something that I've dreamed of. You know? So, okay. So, in that scenario where it is something very close to your heart that is in jeopardy of not being done. Mm-hmm. What can, I guess I'm speaking for the guys, um, I guess if it's reversed and, you know, the guy's really emotionally involved with something and the girl's not. So, for the party that's not emotionally involved and disagrees with the thing that the other person is very emotionally involved in, how can that conversation, how can, how can I, how can we have that conversation with respect to the emotions that you have attached to it? Because you're saying be aware of the emotions. What do you mean by that? So rather than saying that's a really dumb idea, like I am so uncomfortable with that. And, you know, okay, be careful of your wording, be careful of your wording and say, well, honey, why, why is that important to you? Like, can you tell me where this came from? Because when you understand where it came from, you can proceed with more sensitivity Um, and then, you know, after you hear where it came from, then you can say, well, this is why I'm uncomfortable with it because of, you know, it's not my culture or whatever. And there's no formula for what decision you'll come to. I think that it would be important also to acknowledge their emotions about Mm -hmm. it. Like, tell me why this is important to you. And when they convey the story that they inevitably haven't told yet, you can then say like, I see that this is very, I see that this makes you very 
um, I see that that memory makes you very sad or very, very happy. And, and it's a way of connecting to maybe it's, a, you know, your grandparents did this. So I see why you want that. I see why mm-hmm. you're attached to that. I see why you're emotionally invested into that. And maybe at that point it changes and you're like, you know what? I'm not emotionally invested in it, but I can see that you are. Right. So let's do it your way. Right. Um, I guess the real conflict would be is if you both are emotionally invested in opposite directions, mm-hmm. that's, that's going to be challenging. But as again, careful wording, right. acknowledge each other's emotions. Don't, don't disregard them and say like, well, it's silly for you to feel that way. Right. And res- yeah, just respect each other, really treat each other with respect. And if need be, you know, don't make the decision at that point. Don't make the decision until you've reached a point where you're both satisfied. Mm-hmm. Or at least both, you know, you're both not you're raw at peace with about it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. and, and, and I think any decision like that can be made. There's some very tough decisions that need to be made. Sometimes you may be choosing between two dates and one date may mean that certain guests can't come or certain family members mm-hmm. can't come and the other date may mean that different people can't come. That's tough. If those people are all mm-hmm. important and you can only choose one, you know, or a seating chart or no seating, seating chart. charts probably end more marriages before they begin. <laughs> the reason we bring that up is just because that was our first fight, I believe as a couple, right? But we're not going to talk about that now. We're totally over it. Let's move on. The uh, next thing I wanted to say. I got my way. (laughs) (laughs) No, actually, it was a really good idea. Rhea's idea was to not have a seating chart and just have open seating. But that's irrelevant. She was right. Moving on. (laughs) I think that our podcast is turning into a lot of advice that actually is like marriage advice, not just wedding planning. Well, honestly, wedding planning is an intro to marriage, basically. It's like, here's... Marriage 101, let's make well, thousands a, of decisions, literally. As a couple. In a few months of, you know, time that bring our families together. And Lord knows that's crazy. Um, so weddings weddings carry a lot of weight and wedding planning carries a lot of weight towards marriage. But it's worth it. It is totally worth it. It's always worth it. Well, thank you for listening, everyone. We hope that your wedding plans are going smoothly and that you are growing closer as a couple during them mm-hmm. and that you're setting yourselves up for a great marriage when everything is completed. If you'd like to hear more episodes, you can go to radiantevents.net slash podcast. And also, please join the Facebook group. Right. We have the Radiant Weddings Facebook group where uh, we are on there and some couples are coming on there uh, for moral support to talk to each other through wedding plans and, you know, get some tips and such like. It's a, su- it's a support group for shit. Well, not support group. That's a bad word, but it's an idea I, my group. My name is Rhea. And <laughs> I'm, I'm engaged. I'm engaged. I've been planning for f- three months now. <laughs> Hi, Rhea. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, seriously, it's a, it's a group that we are forming. We're, we're getting as many people on there as we can so that we can share resources and blogs mm-hmm. and uh, tips and tricks and ideas. And we encourage other people on there to post as well. Like, hey, this is what I tried for my first dance or this is right. the dress or this is a photo idea that I had or anything, you know, just or questions. You yeah, know, if ask you have a question because, you know, we we want to answer the questions that you have, um, you know, talk about topics that are relevant to you. Or you can reach out to us directly. Uh, mm-hmm. Rhea's contact form is right on radiantevents.net. Mm-hmm. And yeah, also to subscribe to this podcast, we are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Stitcher. We are on Spotify. We are on Google Play and Google Podcasts. Wow. 
I'm impressed at how well you remembered all those platforms because I'm just like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Well, I am the co-owner of Radiant Events, so I should know. True. True. Should we stop recording now? I think we should. Okay. Goodbye, everyone. 